PR's Top Pros Talk, Pitching to the Media, featuring Barbara Wagner, President of Barbara Wagner Communications. And here's your host, Doug Simon. Congratulations on starting your own firm in the middle of a pandemic. And you did that after a successful career at Rubenstein in a senior role in their residential real estate division. Can you maybe share about that transition, lessons learned, new lessons that you're learning? I led the residential real estate group uh, for probably about five years. Uh, I had a fantastic experience. The, The clients are great. My colleagues were great and smart and, um, Really, I treasure all of my, the background I had at Rubenstein, but uh, part of me has always kind of wanted to see what I could do on my own. I have always been able to bring in business, so I wasn't really afraid of that. And during pandemic, uh, well, a couple things. Well, first, I got COVID very early and very badly. Um, I didn't wasn't hospitalized, but I was. I you, you rethink, you rejigger kind of your your perspective and. But, well, my job, you know, it's it's not the most important thing in my life. But, um, you know, as of course, I even worked through most some of COVID and we were working at home for so long. I set myself up so comfortably that it became easy to think about, well, what if I did just go out on my own and see what happens and be more of a general, still do the real estate, but do culture and lifestyle as well, because after a while, you don't want to get pigeonholed. And even though I always brought other ideas into my work at Rubenstein, I was the head of residential real estate to the world. So I, well, I, where I want to keep that, you know, the, that expertise I have, um, I, I just made a decision in early January of 2021 to uh, go out on my own. And, uh, and in February, late February, I started this firm. And as a testament to you, you've been able to maintain good relationships with the people you worked with at Rubenstein. For others who may be watching and sort of had the thought of starting their own business as well, do you have any advice? And let's talk first about on maintaining that good relationship. It was very important for me to resign properly, to um, give enough notice, and um, which I did. I, I spoke my to my bosses um and gave them as much time as they wanted they ended up asking me if i could keep stay an extra week which i did but i did it under the condition that i could kind of work on my own things as well which everyone agreed to so um so that was important um to just be extremely respectful and and to let them know how much i had learned and how much they had given me and how much i had appreciated my job and career so that's that's really important. When I started, one of my early clients was the company, the agency that I'd been working for previously, and that helped me get a start. Now, also that you have, are there any thoughts about the transition to starting that you might want to mention and just share with some people some advice that could help them? I was fortunate enough to feel that I had a, a cushion of money that I could put into it. So not everyone has that. Uh, my husband right. works. Um, and I work. So uh, that that's something that, you know, some people don't have that that right. flexibility. But I thought if I, you know, started with that, if it worked, if I lost it, 
I'd be okay, but I didn't lose it. And uh, so that that's important. And I know I'm lucky to have that. Yeah. Um, and um, the confidence um, to be able to get clients. Uh, I, some pe- I think some people are good at that. So, you know, if you're, if you are someone who is good at, at bringing clients in, it is really something to consider. Yeah. And that's great. And you mentioned about wanting to be broader in what you do, but you've still found there's some sort of overlap and similarities, both in so, the real estate work you've done and in the art work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that keeps coming up. In fact, um, I was, um, Douglas Elliman was one of my clients for about 17 years and, uh, I have a great relationship with them, even though I'm not working for them. They called me about a project that was a cultural project, um, that they couldn't handle. So I took it over. It was again, a great project in Greenwich village, uh, with village preservation, um, cultural figures who were from the village. Um, and I, uh, and I, I did get a big New York Times story with that. So it wasn't exactly real estate and art, but it sort of was. A big part of what you do is also about earning media. Can you maybe tell us how you go about building a story? Uh, I have to hear a story. I, I actually think if a client has a meeting with me or is talking to me on the phone, I, I can hear when a story is good. Um, I know when I've got a story uh, and when I don't have a story. And sometimes people think that they have a story or they're the biggest or the greatest. And I, I know it's that everybody thinks that they're, they're, they have a story um, <laughs> that may not be so great. So one thing that um, became clear to me about a year after being a publicist is I really try very hard not to send a writer uh, something that's not a good story. What's your advice if you don't know a reporter that based on what you've read from them or seen them do or on air, they seem like the story might be a good fit for them. How do you start to build that relationship? Well, pitching the story is critical and knowing how to get your point across in a few sentences and with a good reference line is, is key. Uh, and if they're interested, they will, um, you'll often get a response. And from that response, working with the reporter, being very, very um, quick to answer them, uh, asking if you can help in any way is extremely valuable. Um, I worked with um, several reporters in the past few days where I've never worked with them before. I've had two very good stories uh, for the two different reporters. And uh, I'm just very quick to answer. I'm, I'm, I'm really on top of it. If I don't get an answer right away, I will. If they've given me their cell phone, I actually will text them um, and just be as helpful as possible. Uh, in fact, there were some errors in what they did, but I very gently will ask if they can please correct it if it's an online story. Um, and, and then I write about to them about how nice it was to work with them. And then they generally say it was nice to work with me. With one of them, uh, I gave him a story on Friday, and then I got another story yesterday, and I thought it would probably work with him. He was thrilled. I gave him a scoop. Uh, so he got two scoops in two day, you know, Friday and Monday. Uh, and now I have a relationship with him. That's awesome. We haven't had a chance to cover much about pitching art 
and culture in this world post pandemic. There's been some attention, but you know, it's not a topic that some people think, hey, you're going to get this pitched and booked easily. What are some advice you have for people who have that interest to be able to, you know, work to help people in the art field be successful in getting their message out because it's highly competitive as well. It is. And, and I've been lucky in that I've had some clients where they've got really compelling stories or I have to find a compelling story. I had, I have a client who is an artist uh, and he found, he loves jazz. And during the pandemic, he has a place in, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and he has some friends in the jazz world. He invited them down to do concerts and he would paint while they um, while they played music and they both were inspiring each other. From that, he decided that he would try to raise money for, for jazz artists who had um, trouble um, during the pandemic. They really weren't performing. So he came to me and I thought he had a really good story. He was going to be performing and I pitched the story to the New York Times and the New York Times, this was in March of 2021, uh, the reporter I went to told me that he had been shuffled off to the obituaries. So he couldn't do it. Could I write to another reporter? I wrote to the other reporter, nothing. We got some small hits, but by September, my artist was paying a lot, paying money to me. And he, wa he wasn't unhappy, but he also thought, I really can't keep this going. And I said, I know I have a story and stick with me. And let me just, you pay me half of my retainer. If I don't get this very fine, but if I get it, I want the other half. I went back to the reporter who I had pitched, who had been doing obituaries. He's now doing a daily column in the New York Times. And he took the story and it was excellent. And then I got my money that within a few hours from the artist. So uh, it's perseverance. It's believing in your client. I mean, another thing I would say is if you don't believe in your client, you shouldn't take that client. Um, yeah, and I think you've created sort of a good package there where oftentimes when we're dealing with clients, it's about the client and that's what they feel the story has to be about. But you did a couple of different things. You made the story not just about the artist, but about the musicians, the jazz musicians became part of it, which was not necessarily anything material to your client independently, but by packaging it together, along with creating a charity and donation angle. Mm -hmm. So you sort of added different layers to the yeah. story, which can be an effective technique. I think that's a great lesson for those watching. And you know, if the brand is really a brand focused about what the story has to be with like guardrails that you can't go outside the brand to make news, I think a good approach would be to work with them to encourage them to be open to see how you can build a story that's part of the narrative of what's going on. Um, as we begin to wrap up on time, do you have any final thoughts, any tips, any advice for people either trying to do PR in the art world? So many people are passionate about art and would love to get that story out. I know you also do a lot of real estate work, but it's sort of a unique positioning with the yeah. artists as well. Any advice? To really keep to, to go to museums, to go to galleries, to keep yourself aware of who the writers are. Uh, for And I'm going to Art Basel in Miami Beach next week. 
because um, I think it's, it's, it's an important place to be, to look at art, to get an idea of what trends are, uh, to read the stories that will be there. I, I don't have a client there this year, but I have in the past and um, have had some great stories in the FT and the Times. Uh, again, by having, um, by pitching good stories, uh, new ideas to to these places, uh, but but it will be good for me to go next week just to um, get an idea of what I can do next and possibly get some new clients. Yeah, and travel safe, most importantly. Thanks so much for spending time with Thank us. Thank you. Thank you.